fun. All right. Good morning, everyone. I, yeah, for me, for us. Good morning. Hi, so if you guys are not listening right now, you heard a third voice with us today. And she goes live. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Aaliyah. Um, I am Abby and Rosie's longtime friend. I love them very, very much. And I'm so happy they invited me to do this with them. Um, I guess a little bit about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am a yoga instructor part-time. I am your friendly neighborhood receptionist full-time. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm here for the self-care, you know, podcast, trying to give you tips and tricks to better know yourself, better love yourself and get through these really tough times. <laughs> it's too early for that oh, you. thank you yeah so welcome back to another episode of wine a little as you heard Aliyah is joining us today on this special episode because we are wrapping up our self series yay so if you've been with us for the last couple of episodes you know we've gone through the negative and the positive and we really wanted to end it up on good note so how is everyone i'm actually okay with the exception of allergies normal yeah um, I'm very, I keep telling Abby, I'm like, I'm good. I'm, this is the best time of my life. I don't know how I'm going to get back to reality once we have to start doing that, but I'm, I'm pretty good. That's great. I, I completely agree. This has been quite, quite a time. Yeah, me. Like just waking up, not having any response. I mean, at least for me, I don't have any responsibilities. So I, I don't think I'm going to get any better than this. I'm sad because my responsibilities have not changed. So, like, I can't even enjoy this quarantine like everybody is. I'm so sad. <laughs> I know. It's hard. The most I've done is probably, like, paint and do virtual happy hours with everyone because of something else. <laughs> That's smart. That's a good way to get through this. Virtual happy hours. <laughs> So I guess we could just start today. So we're going to start with our wine of the week. I am not drinking because, again, it is early in the morning for myself and I'm just going to get some visuals so that I can take screenshots later. But it is brought to you today by Jeunesse. It's, I guess, a French wine. Who the hell knows? I don't know, but it's 2018. And it's a black muscat. And it's a semi-sweet wine out of California. So maybe it's not French, but the word is French. It means young. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it about has, it doesn't freaking say, because none of these bottles love to say how many percentage it is. I lied. It's 11. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt. Good. I'm gonna, interrupt you for a second for two reasons one i love that you're showcasing the bottle when this is going to be a podcast yes so i know literally just me and Aliyah are watching this right <laughs> but see i could take screenshots of this moment so i could just be like and that brings me to my second point the bottle keeps blending into your background it's okay, I to it say that, but then i was like let me let her rock like <laughs> right here look look see you got this it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's the background. Ah, yeah, so, so it's brought to you by Jeunesse. It's a semi-sweet wine. Honestly, I, actually, I like it better than the Roscado we talked about that we love so much. Oh, it's so good. Like, it doesn't leave a nasty aftertaste. It's nice in the tongue. Like, it tastes just sweet enough that you love it to drink it all, but not so sweet where it's kind of like, eh, like, oh, God, this is too sweet type situation. But I love it, and I want another bottle whenever this one's gone because this is just delicious, and I had to hold myself from drinking the rest of it last night. But yeah, so according to the back of the bottle, it's a soft, silky, and beautiful deep red. Jeunesse Black 
muscat gives a, um top nose of pear and pineapple that's why i love it there's mm. pineapple in there. so it still has like an acid kick to it yeah slightly but not like overwhelmingly so yeah yeah, yeah. so again we'll post pictures as usual you know how that goes all that <laughs> um let's move on to our chardonnay i'm gonna do the bougie booze last before we get into everything um I actually don't think we introduced ourselves. I think just Aaliyah introduced herself. Well, Aaliyah's I'm here. so hype about the wine. She's like, let me put you on. <laughs> I'm Abby. That's Rosie. Um, next up is our Chardonnay. And for those who haven't uh, or just joining us or haven't listened to us before, our Chardonnay is just something that's going on in the world, whether it's really stupid, which most of the time it is. Uh, distressing which most of the time it is or sometimes it's funny and positive that we just feel like sharing but it's basically news around the world that affects us in some way and oh yes our chardonnay for this week do you want to try and get sun inside your body then according to our president of the orange variety you have to inject yourself with disinfectant. Just straight, like it's a heroin shot, just all in there. <laughs> I just can't believe that this is the leader of our country, that he has the the, the audacity. He has the audacity. He has the audacity. We're not even gonna go there. It's <laughs> like, how? how? How is this okay? And d you know the doctor that was there, she just kept looking at him like, when the hell did I tell him all this? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with, with him. And I, I'm convinced he has dementia. Like, I'm convinced. Oh, 100%. 100%. He has stupidity. Because, like, how do you even come to this conclusion? So then I have a follow-up to this, which is great. Wait, just one second. Is this maybe a way of depopulating the world? I mean, they're doing it to themselves, so they're doing it to themselves. No, the exactly. I, what if he's doing this to target people who would be stupid enough to actually the do real, this? The real stupid. So his supporters. Because no one's, we're not listening. We're not going to do something so stupid. Even when we were younger, our parents would take shit away from us. They're like, no, you're going to die. Because, like... <laughs> We live in it. We've we've experienced people eating Tide Pods, so I wouldn't be surprised if people actually do this. And maybe this is a way of depopulating the world. So you mean part of generation generation Z is also going to be a part of this stupid ass shit? Because you know they were dumb. Well, no, to I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, I think they're smart enough to have learned from the Tide Pod incident. I don't know about all that, but <laughs> like I feel like they they're just making memes. I've seen so many memes on it already. I'm just like. I I can't believe that he and then like the reporter asked him like are you saying this and he goes you know what you're fake news I'm not saying that but he, then he keeps continuing to say it and I'm like what is this man's problem like what <laughs> I, 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 read, I saw the video and he does like kind of say like so if we do this would it work I know he was questioning it he didn't per se say it like oh you should do this he said also oh, if we do this but it's still kind of insinuating. If that was your first thought, then that means that you might just come, run around saying like, yo, you should just spray yourself like it's like mouthwash and put a bunch of lice on your mouth and swallow. Good luck with that. But it's, got, it, it's gotten to the point that Lysol spoke out and said, don't do this. <laughs> like we're not responsible. Like at this point, if the corona don't take you out, 
life soul is and that's kind of sad i'm gonna take you out that's really what's gonna happen <laughs> stupidity will take you out stupidity so a follow-up to this whole thing um a spike of in new york is ingesting household cleaners following trump's controversial coronavirus comments so this is from the daily news and this was the 24th at 9 13 p.m so that was yesterday yes, last night yesterday, last night so now there's about 18 people who got sick from doing this shit in New York alone. So I don't even want to know what other states look like at this point. Natural selection. I just need to know their ages. I need to I know. I need to know more. Like, I need to know about these people's lives and what made them think this was, like. There's literally two paragraphs in this whole thing. An unusual high number of New Yorkers contacted city health authorities over fears that they had ingested bleach or other household cleaners in the 18 hours that followed President Trump's bogus claim. That injecting such products could cure coronavirus, the daily, um, the daily news has learned. The Poison Control Center, a sub-agency of this health department, blah, 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 managed a total of 30 cases of possible exposure to disinfectants between 9 p.m. Thursday and 3 p.m. Friday, a spokesman said. None of the people who reached out died or required hospitalization, the spokesman said, but compared to last year, the number of cases was worthy of a double take. All the hospitals are no longer going to be filled with coronavirus patients. They're going to be filled with people ingesting the shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is, they're going to take away from the, the, the patient, the coronavirus, coronavirus patients. This is, it's already overwhelmed as is. They don't need your stupidity. Don't ingest any disinfectants. You heard it here from Rosie. Like, what type of, just imagine going through that. Just imagine going, reaching for that, that Lysol, that Clorox, trying to figure out how to get it inside your veins. I don't, first of all, I don't even know how to do that. Like, I don't, what resources do I need? And then actually going through with it, that took a lot of plotting, a lot of thinking. Stop. People, please, <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> it's not self-care. That's not self-love. <laughs> that is just killing yourself. <laughs> yeah, really? Unless you, that's what you want to do, then go for it. But, like, don't <laughs> go all the way if you're doing it. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know what? I can't complain. I can't complain if they, if they, their mentality says, you know what? I'm going to listen to this guy and do that. If, they, if they're going to do it, let them do it. Be my guest. I mean, because if that's how stupid you are, Go ahead. I mean, it's not the, the smartest thing to do, but sure. That's what you want to do. It. It's fine. Because clearly they're, they're not smart enough to listen to actual doctors, so okay. let them learn their lesson. Right. It's true. Nah, I don't, I don't have time for this bullshit anymore. Like, it like stresses me you. out. <laughs> I'm done with quarantine. Like, let's go. Stop playing. <laughs> I'm not done with quarantine. I actually am enjoying it, but I'm just like... The fa sad fact is, is we probably know people who are stupid enough to do that. And I'm not, I don't want, no, I don't want to associate with that. That's I don't just... have friends who do stupid shit like this, so. Yeah, no, me neither. I have friends. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to live their lives. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't, per I don't personally know anyone who would do this, but I, but like, you know, the six degrees of separation, you probably know someone who knows someone who will do this. Yeah. I hope not. So. I know, me too. I'm praying to God. Please, if that's the case, I'm gonna need to reevaluate all those like six degrees of relationships because I'm not doing this with people. Not today, not ever. Yeah. I'm tired. I want to get out the fuck out of this place. I'm good, but yeah. All right, so yeah, that's our startled name. Not inject Lysol or bleach or don't drink it. If your parents say not to do it, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. 
Okay, let's just move on to our bougie booze. Okay, but what if your parents are condoning it? Okay, that's it. Never mind. Continue. They need better parents. Um, <laughs> oh, our bougie booze that we just listening in today. Um, our bougie booze is basically tips, tricks, anything we've learned over the years, whether it has to do with mental health or just fun little trinkets. Or we've had everything from where to go get Taco Tuesday, that which is not happening currently, but you know where to get discounted drinks or um, just how to get like you know discounts on clothes and things like that. So this one kind of comes from my niece. <laughs> so she lost her job um, when the whole Corona thing happened. She was working in a water park in um, Florida, her first job ever. She's 16, so she's really young. I won't mention her name because she's so young. But, um, you know, she talks to me from time to time and she hits me up and she's like, you know, Titi. And I'm like, yeah, what happened? And she's like, I just bought some candles. And I was like, oh, word, um, where from? So she told me where from and I was like, um, stop, you know, buying things because you're not working right now. You need to see the little money that you did save or whatever, just in case. She goes, I know, but I really want a candle. So long story short, she was like, yeah, and I got it for just $20. And I'm like, how did you do that? She was like, I hit up customer service and told them to take away the shipping because I didn't have enough of the shipping. And they did, and they gave me a discount. So I actually just paid 16 Wow. So that's my tip for the day. <laughs> I feel, that's actually good because I feel like whenever you do take, it's like time consuming, but if you do take the time to like talk to a company or whatever, whatever the initial price is, like, that's not it. Like they can pull <laughs> strings and, but you just have to be willing to give your time of day to do those things. You have to give your time of day. You have to be super nice to them and stuff like that. And just explain the situation. And my sister was like, yeah, I do this all the time, especially with sneakers and stuff. Tell them I just have enough for like, the sneakers and the tax but don't have enough for shipping. There's like a lot of times they do accommodate you and take away your shipping. And I was like, good to know. I might try this myself. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> noted. So yeah, so talk to customer service and see if they can take away your shipping costs, even if you're paying for a bunch of product. I mean, I know for some companies that you do above a certain amount, like 75 or 50 or whatever, then you do get free shipping automatically. But if you're getting like two or three things and it's only coming up to like 20 something bucks and like your shipping is like $10, then yeah, it's worth the risk of like, hey, um, I only have the 20 for my product. Can you help me with the shipping? She said that the majority of the time it works. She said she's done it in three, um, three places so far and it's worked. So. <laughs> okay. That's actually super helpful because right now we're probably ordering things to our house more than ever. Right. And people aren't like privileged enough to maybe have those extra five, $10. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool that companies are understanding to that. Right. So that's our tip for the day. <laughs> I was like, you little scammer. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but it works. I'm like, you scammer. <laughs> Saving so, $30, $40. I think the crazy thing is that her name starts with a J. So it's even a lot more hilarious because like Joanna the scammer. Yeah. Now I, have. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so yeah. So, all right, like we said in the beginning, we are wrapping up our self-series and we are wor- wrapping it up with our lovely yogi, Aaliyah. Um, we're going to get into it, but before we do, I just want to go into, like, you know, what is self-love? So, definition, textbook definition, you know, is regard for one's own well-being and happiness, chiefly just considered as a desirable rather than narcissistic characteristic, which is true. So, what does self-love mean to you guys? Rosie, I, I would want to hear what it means to you. I I feel like it's a combination of everything that we have talked about previously. It's like literally taking all the skills that we've we've firm for to to learn how to, about self respect, to learn about self worth, and just combining it so that you have like the it's like the highest level. I don't I'm trying to explain it. 
I don't really know. I can't really explain it, but it's just having so much respect for yourself, so much value to yourself and just taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself and compassionate. Yeah, I think that self-love, I love that definition about like differentiating between narcissism and caring about yourself because a lot of the times those two can be um, like people think if you do love yourself a lot, well, she's like full of herself, she's like whatever. And I think it's just putting yourself first, which a lot of the times like in life, we're used to putting everybody else first. And that's just, that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's um, self-love is just like a way to check in with yourself and be like, I am important. My, uh, my life is important and the things that I need are important and making that boundary um, for yourself to be, you know, happy, healthy, and, you know, overall your well-being should be good. If, and I think that has to also do with, am I sacrificing my well-being for somebody else's happiness? And is that, is that harmful to me? And how, what's the long-term effects? There's a lot to be said about that, but mainly it's just putting yourself first. That's a good definition. I mean, I <laughs> I mean, I couldn't say it better myself for the simple fact that I've, I've mentioned before within the episodes or just in general, even speaking to my friends, that I'm still on my journey. Um, I think the one thing to remember about self-love and self-care, because we're combining both today, um, is that, um, Basically, it is a journey and it's not linear at all. Like this is, there's no straight line. There's no point A to point B. It's kind of like point A to B, B to C. Then you drop to D, go back up to E. Like it's never going to be a straight A, B, C, D, E. It's going to be like swirls and twists and turns and roundabouts and roller. It's basically one big roller coaster ride. There's going to be days where you're happy and you're up and you're excited about life and everything and you're doing the best for yourself. And it's going to be other days where you have to really check in and tell yourself, okay, this is not okay. Um, I'm speaking to myself so poorly. You know, what happened? What triggered me? What triggered me? What triggered my downfall? And I guess that has to do a lot with self-awareness and being aware that you're even doing this. So that goes back to this previous episode before this. But um, I just feel like in general that, yeah, you have to really do check in with yourself and be self-aware of the fact that, yeah, I'm not doing this. And sometimes being self-aware could be kind of too much because it's like, all right, I'm too honest with myself. And this kind of stuff, and you have to be okay with the bad sides of you too, because we all have that negative side that we may not like, or it's just something that's a part of us, or that we deem negative, even though that is not. Like I say that I'm too emotional. That is a negative thing to myself, and other people it's like it's okay to be too too emotional. So it's more so of me. All right, I'm aware of this, and it's like how can I go about being okay with this? Like how can I go about just being like, hey, I'm a very emotional person. I cry when others cry, or. I could be reading something that's really sweet. Like earlier, I read the story about this father who's in his 40s who was a heroin addict and he wasn't there for his son when he was younger. But when he found out his son was being abused by his mom and his boyfriend, he decided, hey, I'm going to get clean. And he took his son, got full custody, and then he found out that his son is gay. He kind of suspected it. So basically, he went online to Reddit and asked everyone, like, hey, how can I go about this? Like, how can I tell my son that it's okay? So basically, he spoke to his son. His son was like so relieved, like, oh, snap, you know, you noticed and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, but I still love you no matter what. And that almost made me cry. It's like 9.30 a.m. Why am I crying at 9.30 a.m.? But, you know, it's, it was an emotional moment. It's like, you know, you don't see that a lot. A lot of the LGBTQ community, they struggle with these things for parents being so accepting and things like that. And it was just great. So just an example. Like, yes, I get very emotional about things like this. So 
is it necessarily a bad thing? It can be when your emotions kind of overhaul everything else where you can't control it to the point it's like you're having more negative reactions than positive and you're not reacting to situations properly. And then the other times it's like, all right, you know what? I'm emotional. What can you, what can I do? At least I feel for people and I'm not some negative, like cold hearted bitch that doesn't care about absolutely anything when I do. So yeah. yeah. I think that's like the beauty of life, right? Everybody's different. Nobody has or shares the same experiences that you have. You, let's say, Abby, you are a compilation of all these different experiences that you have only had in your life to make up Abby. And that's beautiful. And I think that being emotional is so, so beautiful. And be somebody who's a, like, not attached to things or emotionless that's another that's a different kind of beauty mm-hmm. and i think that all those things um negative and positive are like really tough words but i think as long as you're not leaving a situation worse than it was you're trying to make it better then it's fine but if you're like self-destructing and causing things to spiral and negatively making not negatively but just making everybody around you just not happy then that's that's when you're like okay I need to re reassess what's going on with myself you know right and it it is important the whole self-awareness and taking accountability for yourself this is why I think we flow the selves in the way we did you know we started with self-respect and moved on to self-worth and other things I think we had something before self-respect but I can't remember because my brain is like meh but um you know and we had accountability and self-awareness and i feel like all those little things kind of lead up to like where our end goal is right now so it's like our self-care and self-love and um it is hard a lot of people don't know how to do self-care or rather like the generate like my generation i'm a millennial at the end of the day right we didn't know about these things we're learning this through like seeing generation z and how they're doing everything and how they're coming up about everything right we didn't know about this stuff. We didn't know how about, you know, this whole body positivity movement or, you know, being so open about the LGBTQ community and stuff like that. All these things are happening now in um, newer generations because when I was young, I didn't get any of that. I didn't have representation in the media with um, people who look like me. You know, I, all I saw was, you know, skinny white girls. And it's just like, for me, I grew up on that notion that you have to be skinny and white or you have to be this or that. And I feel like this generation is kind of like very, how can I put it, fortunate that they don't have that that they have more representation and they have that ability to have people like speak on the soul love and be on a spiritual journey and trying to get to like their higher selves. Cause that is something that people who are older did not get. And this is why we have such toxic traits within millennials and people before us. Um, people don't seem to understand that like the differences in age or the differences in generations it is a big thing. It's a big deal because like I said, I didn't have it and I'm learning now through everyone else true like even my mom who's older than me she's from a different generation i think baby boomers maybe i don't know but she's not a boomer because that's how she acts thank god um but um she is from a different generation so for her she took those toxic traits and it stays within her because that's what they learned but see people like us from us and younger we're trying to break those cycles in our family we're trying to like exemplify the fact that you know self-love and self-care is super important and people tend to forget that part like, if I'm not okay, how am I going to expect anybody else to be okay? Or how am I going to help anybody else if I'm not okay or if I'm pouring from an, an empty cup? And that's the big thing for me. It's like, how can I help you if I'm pouring from an empty cup? I can't fill up your cup if I'm empty. It doesn't make sense. But, yeah. I definitely agree with everything you said. And the best part about self-care is when you do finally have that 
you know, love and respect for yourself, then that's when you start affecting your community, the people around you, even if it's something as small as like giving your grandma a smile. You made your grandma happy and she might not like go crazy on her neighbors one day because she's more happy than she was the day before. But I'm just like using a little example. But. She so many videos with a cane link. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> like grandma chill <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so i think this begs the question so how do you reach because i know like i said in the beginning out of all our friends and stuff like that it seems like you've gotten to the point to that point already where you're really like at such a young age you've really like reached kind of the kind of the plateau of like your self-love and your self-care and um you know we're still learning and we're still you know getting there and stuff like that so how did you reach a journey and then i guess for me and rosie it would be how, what are we doing to get there so we're gonna have both sides <laughs> <laughs> so i think so the way that i got into this i was really unhappy with myself for like i i'm still i still struggle every single day but for a long time like my self-talk was very down putting degrading i and you know a lot of people wouldn't know that about me because i don't i'm i don't share those things with people um it's very like private and i remember i just one thing i want to thank to this generation is the internet i'm so happy that i get to connect with people and learn from people that otherwise i would have never learned from and um, I think I saw like this YouTube video like two, three years back on like how to love yourself or how, how to be, you know, how to find yourself beautiful or something like that. And it was this talk that you do with yourself in the mirror and you have to make eye contact with yourself basically. And you have to tell yourself like for real that you are beautiful, you love yourself and you have to do it for like 30 minutes a day. And the more and more I did it, the more and more I started to slowly love myself. And then that just changed my whole perspective on how I treated others. I was just genuinely more happy with like life. So little things that would bother me, let's say like walking in the streets, one of my biggest pet peeves was people who walk slow, right? Like I would be cursing them out <laughs> in my head, like, like no tomorrow. And after I started doing this, like now I'm like, I'm so chill when I walk in the streets, like I'm the slow person, people are probably cursing me out now, but I'm just like, I saw how that impacted my daily life in such a positive way, like I just stopped feeling stressed. And so I started learning more about like journaling and meditation and body positivity and um basically I just it's it's a lot it, it's all mental right like that's all it is it's just mental um blocks that you have and a lot of it just came from like affirmations that I had to tell myself every single day and you know affirmations when people hear the word affirmations, they can just write it off as like something silly or, you know, it's not really that important. But I think what people don't realize is that you have a certain mentality and you're always on that default mentality all the time. When you say these affirmations, like I am beautiful, even if you don't believe it, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am, I am funny. I am happy, whatever. 
all of a sudden you start thinking those thoughts and then you start becoming like that. And then, and then it's just, it's literally just easier to look at yourself in the mirror and like, it'll slowly happen over time and it takes a while and it all depends on where you are in your mental state. But it definitely, after a while of, you know, doing these exercises, you start to notice just how much more happier you are and how those little things that used to bother you there it's just some nonsense idea that you picked up somewhere along the way and it's it's not reality it's not true you know and what's true is whatever your experience of yourself is so if you tell yourself you're beautiful you are beautiful I don't care what anybody says yeah okay that's some that's some a knowledge bomb (laughs) (laughs) i got knowledge about this for days like this is the reason why we wanted to bring you on because i i mean i can only speak for myself but even when me and rosie started this whole podcast it was a lot of us trying to get through our like our bullshit basically (laughs) for lack of a better term like you know we wanted to become better people in general and you know we had our own things to share because i feel a lot of this like self-love and self-journey thing um people forget the ugly part like, that was, like, the biggest thing. People forget that it gets freaking ugly. Like, it's disgusting. You, there's days it where- gets ugly, it gets ugly, y'all. Like, yeah. you you start recognizing demons that you didn't even know you had. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's the scariest part, but it's also the best part of the journey because you get to experience those parts of yourself and get to acknowledge them for what they are, get to see where they come from. Hopefully, if you go that far- into yourself and yeah it's just what about you guys are you guys like do you guys do daily activities to I mean probably not I'm not gonna like I don't know I don't know what you guys are like tell me tell me what you guys do I'm like really curious because I definitely have my own routine set in stone but I'm always curious on how other people deal with this type of stuff you know Rosie take it away you've been quiet (laughs) yeah I've been quiet because honestly, this is a topic that's very hard, like more difficult for me than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, as we were, as we started recording, I, I realized that wow, this is—it's not—it's definitely not easy, and and I feel like I don't have much to contribute because from because I don't have healthy coping mechanisms yet. Well, I think that if you share whatever, whatever mechanisms you have, that part of your personality shines through and you don't know, like whatever you say can resonate with anybody who's listening. And it's just as important, the, the side of not loving yourself as loving yourself. Because you just have to recognize those, those patterns in yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, for anyone who's listened to our coping mechanisms episode previously, I really had like the most horrible coping mechanisms, drinking, uh, drugs, but this quarantine kind of changed it. Um, so now my coping mechanisms are just mainly distraction. I mean, it always has been distraction in a way, but, uh, now it's more just video games. I actually don't think I gave myself time to really just sit with my own thoughts because I'm too afraid of my own thoughts because uh, it's a lot of just negative stuff. And so I just mainly do distractions. So I play a lot of video games. I do some logic puzzles. I do Sudoku. 
I've been reading a little bit more, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's just hard. It is. That's, uh, that is the most valid point. You, yeah, it's hard. When I first started, I was doing the same thing. I was throwing myself into a bunch of distractions all the time. I was always out partying, drinking. I have done almost every drug under the sky, under the literally, like, I had such unhealthy coping mechanisms and sitting down with myself was so hard because when I started, I, I hated whoever I was. And I guess if I could give a tip how to get through that, um, you, you literally have to, I think personally writing it down, whatever it is, you're ugly. Why are you ugly? I don't know. You have a big nose or you have ugly teeth or whatever. Write them down just to get it out. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so serious. Just get it out. You might cry. uh, You might go through a lot of, you know, emotional things. Whatever that is, that's an energetic release of something you've been holding on to and keeping bottled up inside. And those things need to come out. It's like cleaning under the gutter you know you it like on top like it looks fine whatever but there's a bunch of shit down there it's starting to smell and you gotta you gotta clear it up and so if you start crying if you become really depressed those things are okay like that's naturally what's gonna happen but you have to realize that those are just thoughts and It's hard to actually do it. It's easier said than done, basically, but your thoughts are not you. And once you stop identifying with your thoughts, then you can slowly start to move forward. And our brain is the craziest organ in our whole body because it's the only organ where it doesn't shut up no matter what's going on you could be sleeping whatever it it just goes and goes and goes till the day you die and we self-identify with those thoughts and a tool like meditation for example you sit down a thought comes up and instead of reacting to that thought I kind of view it as like you're a person and here's the thought and the thoughts just like waving by and you're observing the thought so whatever it is I hate Trump you just observe that you literally you you observe that instead of identifying with it and we're programmed to identify with our thoughts with the I and me and instead of saying that is a thought that my brain is having you know and the more and more you do identify with your thoughts the more you become that so it's a cool trick by saying I'm beautiful and actually believing that. And then all of a sudden you are glowing and people are like, oh my God, you're so happy. How, how are you doing this? And it's literally just like a flip of the switch between what you self-identify with. So could you say like in like the worst way of any way, but um, could you kind of say that like getting to this point is kind of like faking it until you make it. It's kind of like, saying it over and over until you kind of believe it, even if you don't believe it in the beginning, like just 
having that discipline of seeing it over and over, doing certain things over and over until you become this full blown, like, all right, oh, I've said it enough times that I actually <laughs> believe this shit, you know? I promise you, you can say something a million times. If you don't believe it, you're never, you're never going to feel it, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, there is some faking it till you make it, but at some point you really, you have to believe in that. But what happens when you start to repeat like these affirmations is that you realize, I think that the transformation comes within the experience, right? So talking about it, it's just like a guideline, but actually going through the experience, eventually you will start identifying with those thoughts after you repeat them and repeat them. And I also suggest, I think social media like is so like toxic if you have that type of mentality because you can see some Instagram model, whatever, let's say Kylie Jenner. She's beautiful, right? Like through <laughs> society standards, that's what beauty is. Yeah, and, she's yeah. plastic. and it's <laughs> like, if you, let's say I'm a 13 year old girl and I'm very impressionable, I'm just, I'm going to beat myself down maybe until I'm the age of 22 before I start, you know, self-realizing and self-talking and trying to find out who I am. That's 10 years, nine years of damage that I'm, I was doing to myself. So it's not going to be easy. It's years and years of your life of damage that you, you have been put through. And it is a sense of fake it till you make it, but eventually you'll realize that you have the choice to feel the way you do you just like how you react to a certain situation or whatever it's your you're in control of how how you respond and that also comes with self-care you're you're in control of how you talk to yourself how you look at yourself and what you do to overcome whatever obstacles you're going through mentally (laughs) <laughs> good shit like I don't even know how to even think because like um like Rosie said earlier we're not really experts like I said we've we've gone through everything else in the self because we knew those things like we were able to identify all right this is where I lack in self-respect and this is what I'm working on this is where I lack in self-worth and this is what I'm working on so on and so forth but when it came to self-care and self-love we looked at each other we were like we don't know anything because we're not there yet. We're not a hundred percent. And you know, we've been honest and blunt the last 39 episodes. Well, this is 39, but like the last 39 episodes, we've been very blunt about this whole situation because when we did start the podcast, we never thought we were experts on absolutely anything. And we did, we do say this. I mean, this is all coming from experience and our experiences. We want to help other women who may be in the same like shoes as us. And that, that comes with, you know, bringing other people who may be better versed in things like this, like you are, or, you know, just talking about our experiences, because again, no one talks about the ugly, and no self-help book that I've read ever spoke about, like, those whole downfalls and those pits that you have. No um, book, no video, no nothing ever sat there and told me, oh, you know, I've cried for hours about these things, and then I just got over it or whatever. No, they just go straight to, like, the end point, the whole, well, you know, this is five different ways to love yourself okay all right let me go through my my real shit show so i think i think one yeah so i broke up with my ex and the way that i coped with it was i drank a bunch of alcohol like i was just i i wanted to feel good whatever the fuck that means and of course it's a depressant so i ended up that night I was in the bathroom washing my hands after going to the bath, uh, 
going to the toilet, whatever. And I remember looking at myself in the eyes and like bawling out crying. Like I felt this pain from like the pit of my stomach and I was bawling out crying and I was like, you're so ugly. You're not beautiful. You're fat. You, what, you know, you don't look like this, whatever. I was talking so bad to myself and bawling out crying. Mind you, I live with my mother and my sister, so I did not want to let them know that I was under distress. So not only was I bawling out crying, but I was holding it all in so that, you know, I wouldn't cause stress to them. And then I I was in the bathroom for like 30 minutes. I ended up like sitting on the floor and just like having like a full on panic attack, rocking back and forth. And then I was like, what the hell? It, it, it has to be a mental switch in you. You have to not want that emotion anymore because it's easy to give into those emotions. Those emotions are raw, they're natural, and it's easy to just continue down that, that pitfall. And I'm like, I, I've never talked to myself like that before or anything. And that was personally just because I was going through a big breakup. And I did not like close that. I literally just went to sleep and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go to sleep. And I remember waking up in the morning and my eyes were all puffy and I felt like a cloud of like depression on me. And I was like, what the hell are you doing to yourself? Like, why are you going through this for, for what? Like, what are you going to, what are you getting out of this? What are you, if you're sad all day and depressed, what is this, how is this benefiting your life? And I think that is the most important question that you can ask yourself every moment of the day. Is this benefiting my life? How is this going to affect me in five years from now? And whether that's a choice you make with an emotion you have or a meal you're making for yourself, it's constant work every single second of the day for the rest of your life. That's it. There's no simple solution to it. There's no, there, there's cool tools you can use, but the reality of it, you can use as many tools as you want. At the end of the day, it's you and yourself in your head. And, you know, you have to constantly work with whoever, whatever identity is within your body, you know? And it, it can get really like ugly. I've, I like, and a lot of people look at me like, you know, I do have it together, whatever, but it's because that's what I show most people. That's, that's what I present myself as. But in those moments where I'm having a real shit show, I'm by myself. And that's for most people when they, when they're having their, lowest points they're usually by themselves and it's okay to have those things I always judge myself when I have those things because I have this stupid standard that I have to be happy and positive and you know I want these things in my life these positive things in my life which I know that I do attract and I see another thing when I am in those negative pitfalls things just become more negative. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. So it's just, it's literally just making a choice every day, every second. Am I leaving this situation better? That's it. Am I experiencing this situation to the fullest? 
am I being kind to myself? If not, fuck it, just observe it for what it is, you know, like, uh, and it's always easier said than done because in those moments, you're not like, you're not thinking, oh, I'm being triggered. Oh, this emotional block is coming. You're not thinking those thoughts. You're, you're, you know, going through the motions. And it's only when you have tools like journaling or meditation, or for me personally, it's yoga. For somebody else, it could be working out. It could be running. It could be watching a TV show, whatever coping mechanism you use to deal with your mind um you know it's it it all depends on the person because you know I can only give so many tools somebody could try and meditate all they want if they don't like it they're not gonna like it like you know um I just think it comes down to whether you want to take that step for yourself because it's it's always easy not to it's easy to be who you are all the time without change and it's scary to like change the way you think, change your personality. Um, and it's hard when you do fall back into who you didn't like, because that person's always gonna be there. It's, it, I don't care what anybody says, wherever you start in your journey, whatever you're trying to change, it's gonna be there with you for the rest of your life. If you have a bad temper or you have a foul mouth or whatever it is, it's gonna be there for the rest of your life but it's how you cope with those things and how you try and move forward a little little by little to better your your relationship with yourself so if you were to give like your top five <laughs> we didn't yeah. get to touch on self-care but i think yeah. i guess it's a little of both anyway if you were to give your top five self-care um stuff that you do personally that may help other people you know maybe someone would be like all right I'm, i could try this like it's not a big deal like i haven't tried it enough to even know if i like it but i could try it anyway and mm -hmm. then five so top five self-care tips and then top five self-love tips i guess personally for you like how did you get there what, what was your top five what what was the five, top five things that you did for self-care that continues to work and then the five top five self-love tips that you gave to yourself that started you and got you out of like your big funk, your big pit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so self-care, five tips. I, in the morning, it's a boundary. I don't care what's going on, who, who needs what. In the morning, I set aside an hour a day for myself to just collect my thoughts, maybe drink. I, I don't start any day without drinking my coffee. So whatever have you, I set a routine for myself that has a boundary that's centered around myself. And I could literally just sit and look at the sunrise in the morning. And that's my self-care for the day because that personally makes me feel whole. Um, another self-care thing, I love long showers. I think showers are so cathartic and I'm always finding new ways to take showers in like a different way the other day i lit up a bunch of candles i had a shower in the dark i played claire de lune on my speaker and i had myself a bougie shower and it felt so good i was i, I was like i don't have anywhere to be i don't have anything to do i ran the hot water and i was like it felt good you know um so i i think long showers are good because you have to sit there with your thoughts you have to at, like even if you're cleaning yourself whatever your thoughts are always running when you're in the shower and there's something that happens at least for me when I'm in the shower it 
feels like I'm releasing whatever, you know, whatever thoughts, whatever energies I've been holding out, um, holding on to throughout the day. Um, another self-care, I literally, I know this sounds stupid, but I make sure that I eat healthy, which is, it's a little thing, but I don't know about you guys, but personally, when I do indulge in foods that I really love, like fries or, you know, fried chicken or like, you know, really good food, I, afterwards, I feel really crappy about myself. And when I eat things that are whole foods and, you know, plant-based, I feel more whole. I feel more healthy. Um, I don't feel sluggish. And that's something that I will not sacrifice what, for anything. Like I've been out with not just you guys, but like our friends and stuff and ordered like a salad or just, just one thing. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, look at you, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, this is for my body. You're not living in my body. And um, this is for me. And I think just even if it's you drink more water in a day, you did that for yourself you know? Um, another thing that I love to do is not be productive. And I know that sounds like counterintuitive, but I feel like when you're constantly um, stuck in that mental state of, I got to do this, I got to be productive, whatever. It's like, it's another form of self-hate because you keep telling yourself you're not good enough, you're not meeting whatever standard, this imaginary standard that you created for yourself and you're beating yourself up about it for not doing it and it's just like whenever that happens to me like whenever I get caught up in it's usually when I want to produce things on like social media when I want to make content that's when it really gets bad for me um mental health wise and so my self-care is I'm gonna fuck you I'm gonna take three days and play video games and binge watch Netflix and it gives me a sense of release when I'm like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. You're not going to, the world's not going to end if you don't put out an Instagram post. So just calm down, you know, <laughs> um, but it could feel like that. So that's why I think, you know, just indulging in something that you really love. If you like to play an instrument or you like to watch TV, play video games, if you like to cook, something that kind of just sets, turns your mind off. I think that's really good to indulge in that a little bit um and then another self-care tip I don't know I really like going for walks um Rosie knows this and Rosie loves going for walks too I like it, it's not to exercise or get my steps in it's literally just so that I can be here in the present moment and constantly remind myself that this is the only moment I'm ever going to have in my life. And I, the present is the only thing I'll ever experience. So I might as well enjoy it. And even if that's like a simple, I know it's hard right now because it's Corona time, but even if it's something as simple as walking around the block, just to, <laughs> yeah, what, what? Think of Corona every time. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know. It's not you. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I know. The other Corona day. Time. Corona time. Corona time, like for real. I renamed um, it. I called it Cabrona because nobody got time for this. Nobody got time for this shit. Like, well, now we have that. weird time. It's a weird time adjustment. Yeah, there's no. It's so weird. The other day, I couldn't take it anymore. 
I was very safe. I wore a mask. I wore my gloves. I brought my hand sanitizer, but I went to Dumbo and I spent like two to three hours there with my family, like my mom. And it was the best thing I could have done for myself that day. The best. And of course, there was people out there stressing me out, not wearing masks, touching all the... That that shit pisses me off, but that's enough. But just getting out and being outside, trying to get fresh air and sun is like such a important I'm turning into a white woman over here i am so pale <laughs> i'm so pale i'm like my foundation doesn't match me anymore i don't know what to do bro <laughs> is giving me a little but i'm pale compared to what i usually am like i'm more brown skin and like i am pale now compared to my usual self i'm upset yeah you are i i just yeah. noticed like now i'm like really looking at you you really are that's mm-hmm. insane yeah that's what happens when you don't get vitamin d like you <laughs> And like, I need that to be happy. I know there's people out there that they're, they're like, whatever. I'm pretty sure it's something in my DNA. I need like sun absor- absorption. Not, it's not just you because even when I wake up in the morning, even I'm feeling down and stuff like that, I open all my blinds. Like right now I have natural light coming in. Like it's just my windows. Yeah. You guys can't see if I turn off my stupid mask. <laughs> Your background. You're out of this world, Abby. <laughs> no, I'm in my bedroom. But like, if you see like, my windows are huge so they're open just straight yeah the that's that's so even if you don't get to go around the block if you have like windows around your house or something sit by them try and open a window you know and just feel present in the moment i think is such a good self-care routine every single day to do to check in with yourself and then for self-love i I'm a big fan of journaling. I've said it a thousand times. Um, I have two journals. I have like a diary where I process all my thoughts and I put my experiences down for the day. And I have a gratitude journal where every single day I date it at the top. I write dear universe and I write everything that I'm grateful for. And some days more than others, it's hard to figure out what you're grateful for because you know, you're saying the same things every single day. You're like, okay, what the hell? What what am I grateful for? And you have to feel it. That's what's important. So if you write, oh, I'm grateful for this roof over my head, but you you don't feel it, like you don't have emotional connection for it, 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 you might as well not write it at all. So it has to be something that you really feel good. So I always start off with my cup of coffee. My cup of coffee in the morning makes me feel so happy, so alive, and grateful so I start with a cup of coffee I go down to thank you for my you know fridge thank you for the lights thank you for the weather today thank you for my mother and then after you start trickling down the little things become bigger and bigger then you realize okay I'm actually safe I am healthy I'm you know and you go through those things so definitely keeping a a journal of some sorts just to if I had to choose between the two which one's more important if you don't want to have two I think the gratitude journal is more important than the actual journal because throughout the whole day you're always constantly thinking your thoughts and feeling your feelings but when you put yourself especially in the morning and nighttime if you put yourself in a state of gratitude it sets your whole like outlook on life so when you do have an experience that comes up that you're not really fucking grateful for you're like, all right, I have 
I'm okay and this is just like a situation and you know you'd go about dealing with that so that's you know one self-love thing that I do I self-love to me is doing yoga um my yoga practice is very sacred to me and I do not let anybody disturb that that's another boundary that I set for myself and I don't practice I try my best to practice daily, but I don't, like, the past two days I haven't practiced, and I haven't practiced yet today, and I remember, especially after I became a yoga instructor, I was very hard on myself for not practicing daily, and you have, if it's, if it's something like that, you have to reevaluate, like, why you're doing it, why you're doing that self-love routine, and so for me, it's more about I do yoga when I feel I need it. And just because I'm a yoga instructor doesn't mean that I have to do yoga every waking minute of my day. Um, so that for somebody else, I like something that, again, you know, it could be a workout. It could be, it could be, I don't know. What do you guys, what act, maybe painting, reading a book. Those are very, very nice when it comes to self-love. I mean, I, my, I won't say situation, but as you said, I think in the beginning, like my moves determine what I'm doing the day for the day. One thing I do do, no matter what, like, it doesn't matter if I'm depressed, if I'm sad, if I'm crying, the one thing I do, and I make sure that I do every day is to take my vitamins. I shower. Um, I make sure, you know, my face is moisturized. My face is breaking off from being inside so much. And that's the stress. Yeah. I have pimples all over in places that I never had before. So I'm really upset. Like, you keep, look, look at this. So it's crazy. So I've just bought new facial products because I've been running out and I like to do the natural facial stuff. So like I've been looking at companies like that and I've been trying to buy more black, more Hispanic, like own brands and stuff like that too. So, you know, I'm getting into turmeric, but I heard it's like a really big Indian thing. And that's great. Yes. <laughs> My mom, she like heats up like almost every night. She heats up milk on the stove, mixes honey, turmeric and something else. I don't know. And she just chugs it like a chip. And I'm like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I make sure I take my vitamins. Um, one big thing, like you said, like I love showering. Like I like taking off showers. I even bought bubble baths just to make it more fun. Like I just sit, like literally I just sit either I grab a book or I have music on in the background, whether it's like fuck you people on music or it's kind of like some like soft, like real chill, kind of like some Amy Winehouse or something like that that I listen to and things. So it varies. Again, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I want to listen to some trap while I'm in the shower and you see me jumping around or something like <laughs> you know <laughs> or like it's real chill music I'm like all right I'm not having a good day so I'm gonna put on some soft like you know me melodic music where I'm just calm and pristine I love Khaled because you know his music is really soft and pristine sometimes so it just depends but like that's the number one thing I make sure like I take my vitamins I make sure I shower daily and change my clothes I change out of my pajamas every morning because I know that I'm not going outside I don't wear clothes clothes but like, I have on like basic shorts and tights and stuff like that because they're comfortable and I make sure I eat even though I don't eat like you would think like I'm snacking all the time like other people are I'm not I'm actually only eating like, two meals and I'll have like a snack in the day but like I'm not constantly eating and stuff like that and I do switch it up I think a big thing for me too is cooking I love cooking so if I could try something new I'm ready for it like recently I've learned how to make chicken and broccoli I've learned how to make fried rice I've made you know like seafood stuff and I've made a housewoman party <laughs> <laughs> I've made chicharron de pollo, which is something, you know, I don't really make, but because you have to fry it and I'm not a big fan of frying things anymore. So I have an air fryer, but it doesn't taste the same in the air fryer. So like I have to kind of fry that kind of food, but I'll have it like once a month. So that way I could kind of separate the time I'm doing it. But um, 
I told myself I'm not going to be eating beef and um, pork anymore. So I've slowed that down as well. So just those little things, even though I don't do the whole affirmation stuff, because I feel weird doing it. And I think maybe that's the biggest issue for a lot of people. They feel strange, like talking to themselves yeah. in the mirror, because I don't, I don't, I feel, it feels weird to me. It's not comfortable for me. Um, I used to journal, but I stopped a while ago. I don't know, maybe because I kind of do it in my head. As weird as that sounds, like I go through it in my head. I'm like, what did you feel today? And why were you feeling this way? And it's usually because something triggered it. Oh, I had a dream about this person that I cannot stand anymore. And it pissed me off. So I woke up already pissed off. So then I have to kind of combat that and do other things. And then there's days where I'm just not productive. Like I make sure I finish everything like Monday through Friday. Because come Saturday and Sunday, don't bother me. I'm going to watch Netflix all day. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to sit on my little corner of my couch and put on my Netflix, put on my favorite shows, catch up on everything. And if somebody like, it took me a long time for us to even start recording. Cause like I said, like I was already going into a really deep depression in March and then like the quarantine happened. So it just continued and I plummeted. Like it was so bad. Like I was, I had no desire to do nothing. I felt numb. I didn't want to go any, like even to go outside for five minutes, I was like, no, I'm not going outside because I refuse to get sick or I'm, I'm afraid to get sick. You know? Um, I wasn't talking to anybody really. The only way I was talking to people was people texting me or something. Other than that, I, I, I would be on my phone scrolling through stuff, but I wouldn't really interact. Like, unless somebody was like, hey, Abby, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And it, it was either, yeah, I'm fine or no, I feel like shit and I'm going nuts and I don't know what to do with myself. And everybody's like, they'll give me suggestions. Even my therapist, you know, you have to paint, you have to do virtual things and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I need to see people. I want to touch people. I want to be next to people. Like, I can't do this whole virtual shit no more. So it took me about from like March to maybe two weeks ago, right, Rosie? Where I was because (laughs) I no, I'm like I'm tearing up right now, but like I can't. I'm resonating so much with you because this is probably even though I'm saying this is like the best time of my life. Yeah, I have money. I I'm chilling, but I miss people. That that's the number one thing that really made me fulfilled in life is just being around people and a simple hug and like smile in person and nothing compares to that the energy and aura of a person affects you in a way that a screen can never you know imitate at all right and it's just like it's been big and then I guess I haven't really sat with myself like quietly and think I try to meditate but I mostly do it at night with guided meditations because it puts me to sleep not because I'm bored but it kind of helps me keep focused to go to sleep because if not, I don't sleep. I don't fall asleep at three in the morning sometimes to wake up at nine for work. So I'm tired constantly and things like that. So when I do get to sleep in early, I mean, later, I'm happy about that. Like sleeping is one of my self-cares. Like I need to sleep. I'm a koala. I need to sleep 12 hours a day. I just don't get the 12 hours because I can't realistically sleep for 12 hours because then I have to get up and I have to do stuff. And then I'm mad because it's 9 p.m. and I haven't completed everything. So then I get lazy. So then but um, like I said, up to two weeks ago, I was just feeling like crap. So um, two weeks ago is when I decided, I was like, all right, Rosie, I think it's time for us to start recording again. It's been weeks since we put out an episode. You know, we haven't seen each other and stuff. We'll figure it out. So then last week we recorded the other one last Sunday. And then today we're recording this one. So now we're up to date and everything. But like I said, I felt like shit. I was numb. Like I was completely numb. People were telling me, oh, you know, my person, like my family was passed away. And I felt nothing. And it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't because I wasn't sad. I just, I felt nothing. Like my uncle, well, my aunt's husband, well, my uncle, he passed away recently, not even from Corona, but he passed away and we couldn't even see each other because of the risk, you know? Like I couldn't see my cousins to hug them to make sure that they were okay. And I, I couldn't see my aunt to make sure she was okay. It was, everything was through text and it was pissing me off. I'm like, this is bullshit. And then I found out somebody that I know that, I mean, we don't longer speak and whatever, but his, his family member died as well. And I'm just like, 
what the fuck are we supposed to do? Like, I can't even speak like to anyone. All I could do is consult with you, your mom, and make sure everyone's okay. But that's as far as it goes. It's unfinished business. Right. Yeah. It's it's as far as it goes. And it kind of sucks because it's bringing all these emotions in and it's like shit is happening that shouldn't be happening. Like I'm getting texts and stuff from people that I don't even speak to anymore. And it's just like, it hurts. So like I said, for the last month and a half, I was really thinking, it's, it just came to like mid-April when I was just like, all right, we have to kind of do something, you're home. So now I'm getting used to being home and being able to cook when I want and do what I want and try new things. Like I'm going to make naan bread soup because I'm, I'm obsessed with naan. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Nobody can see my face, but he's like excited. I, oh my God. I, I don't know how to make naan bread. I wish I had even the balls to attempt making naan bread. Like, oh my goodness, go you. I, I need to yeah. So it's little things like I made banana muffins not too long ago and my nephew tried it. He was like, yo, these are so good. And my nephew, he's a little sucker. Like I call him a cheap whore because I could I, I could ask him to do stuff for me if I cook for him. And he'd be like, all right. So <laughs> I call him a cheap that whore. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've been trying those new things and like now I'm like, all right. So last like a couple of days ago, I'm like, all right, yeah, I want to do like a virtual happy hour. We got on and we played Never Have I Ever. And it was like the funniest thing ever because we're on the computer doing this and we're learning about each other, about the weirdest stuff. It was most of the, most of the sisters though, but you know, we were all chill having fun and things like that. And I'm like, I needed this. I needed to see people. And then I talked to a friend of mine that I haven't seen in years. Like I'm telling you, I met her, this girl when I was 19 and we talked back and forth and we've been through shit like that. And then just recently we started reconnecting and we spoke on the phone for two hours yesterday. And I, I think I said this last episode, but like now is the time to reconnect with people. If there's the people that you didn't really have that holding out with. Um, Cause of course a big thing of self-care and self-love is having those boundaries. And we spoke about boundaries before, but making sure that people are not overstepping those boundaries and having that boundary to be like, all right, you didn't service me when we were friends there's no reason for us to be friends again. But if you do have connections, if you don't have certain connections with certain people and you haven't spoken to them, now is a good time. Hey, um, let's talk more. Um, let's see if we could be friends more or something like that. Or starting a new project. Like today, you know, Crackhead, like I call her, she was like, you want to paint today? And I'm like, sure, we can get on and paint. So we do these stupid virtual paintings together and we'll talk shit and we'll paint and stuff like that. So, you know, and we tell people, hey, you want to join in? You have canvases and stuff, just join us and stuff if you're not doing much. But those little things I've noticed have kept me a little bit more alive. And then I have a friend that um, I've been talking to a lot constantly. And me and him talk every day. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk be- um, before, but then he was going through something. I was still dealing with like certain emotions. And we kind of just like connected in that sense because we were kind of going through the same things, even though mine was like two years ago. My breakup was two years ago. You know, you still resonate with those two moments. But I am not that person that I was two years ago or even a year ago because I have done some stuff though I'm not I cannot say all right a hundred percent love myself I am at least more comfortable with certain things about myself I'm emotional okay so what I get stressed easily okay so what you know or when I realize that I'm getting to that point that things are annoying me I step back and I'm like I need a minute like just give me a minute like the other day work pissed me off I got up and I made a bacon egg and cheese I was like I'm not doing this right now I got up I walked away from my computer I shut (laughs) issues like that just get up make a bacon egg and cheese like that's the best way to deal with anything I hands down thank you I'm putting that one in my book (laughs) (laughs) I literally I I shut the computer like I have a laptop I closed the the flap I threw my phone in the couch I walked to the kitchen I was like I'm doing a fucking bacon and cheese fuck this like, I was so irritated. So I'm like, I'm doing a bacon and cheese. I was like, I can't go to the deli. I'm going to make this shit myself. I have bagels. I have eggs. I have turkey bacon because I don't eat pork like that no more. I have turkey bacon. I got cheese. I got mayo. I got ketchup. Let's do this. And I did it. And it tasted better than the deli. 
Yo, you could keep the girl out of New York. You can't get that New York out of her, yo. Oh my goodness, she's got like a bacon, egg, and cheese. I can't go to the deli, man. <laughs> no, fuck this. But yeah, I think my self-care and my self-love kind of go together, but mine's is a little different because one thing I do do that I think a lot of people don't do, I don't avoid my emotions. If I'm sad, you're going to hear my shit and I'm going to be sad the whole day until I feel like I'm okay of getting over it. When that situation happened two weeks ago, I, this is, that this person hit me up. I was sad for three days straight. I was just sad. I was crying. I was upset. I'm like, why would they do this? They don't know what they put me through those two years ago. They don't know how I felt. They don't know how deep it was for me and how I was crying every single day to the point that I stressed my body out so badly that I got chronic hives now. I can't go a day without like allergy medication because if not, I'm not scratching all over. And this only happens when I stress my body out to that point, And I did to the point that there's no return now. So like I was crying every day. I wasn't eating nothing and stuff. And I wish I was like those people who don't eat and then they lose weight and shit. Nah, I was just like, wow. you know, the opposite. Yeah, I, right. I didn't. I didn't gain. Like, yeah, I didn't gain, but I didn't lose. And I'm just this is bullshit. But you know, um. So I, now I like I just feel it. I was like, all right, if I'm feeling a certain way. I've got. I'm gonna have to feel it because if I try to avoid it and distract myself, it's just gonna come back later and it's gonna come back worse. And I'm just gonna, you know, react to people and then get pissed off at them when they have nothing absolutely nothing to do with the situation and i think that's i guess that's my tip for the day from my side is kind of like if you are feeling something go through it don't wait till later to go through it you know find those close friends that you feel like you could vent to and tell them like hey abc happened i feel xyz and either i need advice for you to make me feel better real quick or i just need you to hear me out and understand and all my friends had different reactions rosie was like what the fuck you know, Amanda was on some like, why would he, do, why would they do that and things like that. So it was just a lot of different reactions. And then I noticed that all those reactions didn't help how I was feeling because I was looking for answers where I couldn't find them. And that's another thing. I was looking for them and looking, I wasn't finding them. Why? Because they're not that person. There's no, they, they don't know why that person did what they did and neither do I. So I kind of had to take my own opinion and then tell myself, something that I may have not wanted. I was like, maybe that person still cares about me, even though we had a bad falling out. Maybe they still care. And even though it's been years, they still probably think about me from time to time. Like, hey, you know, I hope she's okay. And I guess that's okay. Even if you don't have them in your life again, as much as you may want to, as much as you miss them and stuff. Because I do. But I'm not going to allow you back in my life because at the end of the day, you did some damage that cannot be reversed. And I need that boundary and I need you to stay on your side and I'm going to stay on my side, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how much I want you in my life. It's going to be hard to undo those things because I don't know who you are at the moment. That's a big thing. We change constantly. You don't know who I am and I don't know who you are. I don't accept things anymore. I don't even know who I am. That's, that's the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know who you are. So how the hell is somebody else supposed to know you in, at any given moment? Right. And um, I think a big thing, and I've quoted this before, is like what people think of you are, is not your responsibility because they already made this image in their heads of you that I think there's people from years ago who probably still think I'm a bitch. And it's just like, you don't know me though. Like, have you taken the time to sit here and have a conversation? Have you sat here with me and went through my bad times? Have you sat here with me when I'm having fun and I'm happy and I'm, you know, dancing all over the place and I'm drunk or whatever the case may be? You know what I mean? You haven't been with me through those moments. You're just assuming based on the things that I've done in the past, but those things weren't me. You know, I've gotten better. I've done different things. I've done different things. I've kind of explored myself and I'm still the same person who I would put somebody before myself to make sure they're okay. But at the same time, I'm also putting myself first because there's moments where I don't need to talk to people and I need to be by myself and I don't need to deal with anything. So I guess 
my top three tips because I'm we're getting close to like an, <laughs> the hour and a half mark. But um, yeah, you can talk about this all day. So and I'm, it's okay if this episode's long. It's it's just some good gems in there. So I think yeah. So if you gotta feel what you gotta feel, feel it, feel it, go through it, understand why you're feeling it, what triggered you, you know, how you could change it, and what would make you feel better. And number two, do what makes you feel good. I think this is a big thing I've learned with this whole journey. Do what makes you feel good. If it doesn't feel good, then it doesn't feel good. Continue. I, open the I just, I wanted to say that I didn't get to share, you know, five tips of self-love, but everything that Abby said with just like caring for yourself, even if it's talking to somebody that you wouldn't really want to talk to, but it provides some type of, closure and some type of mental stability for yourself that is a form of self-love and self-love comes in so many like different varieties and it all depends on who you are and what serves you and there's no guidebook out there to give you those answers i you you just have to find them out for yourself the way you find them out is trying different things and through that experience you'll you'll go through the work of actual self-love and what that means for you. So I guess that's the biggest, yeah. I mean, that's the perfect way to close out, honestly. It's just finding those things that do work for you. Journaling may not work for me, but it works for you, you know? Um, affirmations in the mirror may work for you, but it may not work for me. And maybe I just have to say them over and over in my head until I believe it. Maybe I'm not comfortable with enough being in front of the mirror because I'm just weird like that. I'm awkward sometimes, you know? <laughs> I need um, to know, Rosie. Wait, you're so, your you're so quiet, and I, I this was more the, like a learning experience. But yeah, because it was just because I feel like once just by starting the conversation of self love, like things have started happening in my head, and I'm like, oh god, oh no. So I haven't. It's it, I'm doing a lot of deep processing, like a lot of processing of everything that you guys have been saying. Um, I just, I feel like I can't say anything clearly on the subject, but I would say that the biggest thing for me is that, uh, especially in the quarantine, I've been putting on a pair of jeans. Go you. And, and on some, sometimes like that's, even if that's the only thing you do in a day, that's a step forward rather than being stagnant. And being stagnant isn't bad, but if you're stagnant every single day, during this time, it'll take its toll on you. I think also it's okay if you are stagnant. And I think just the best thing you can do for yourself is not compare yourself to whatever, whatever somebody else's quarantine looks like doesn't have to look like your quarantine, even if what their quarantine looks like is really appealing. And you're like, I wish I was doing that, but I don't have the mentality or whatever to do that. That's okay. As long as you recognize that in yourself without judging yourself because that's where the self-damage comes from is the judgment and the harshness to yourself right. talk to yourself like you would your best closest friend or a little child so something that you really revere and love talk to yourself in that same way you know and I for the past three days I've been stagnant this is the most productive thing I've done in the past three days so yeah it's I think it's totally fine as long and I get what you're saying not to fall down like a pit hole of like depression but it's gonna it happen yeah, yeah yeah it may happen the point is that you find your way to find find a way to go up whether it's talking to someone constantly every day 
you know, watching a bunch of YouTube videos. At the end of the day, whatever makes you feel good. If you this is what you want to do, it makes you feel great when you're doing it, do it. As long as it's healthy for you and you're not damaging, your, damaging yourself in any way. Like, I'm not saying go out there and fucking drink every day or get high every day because it's not always the best way to go about things because that's just avoidance at that point. But, you know, if, you know, writing every day makes you feel happy, then do it. Or if painting every day makes you feel happy, then do it. Or just if you want to start a podcast, do it. Because I think it came, this podcast thing also came around a time where I was still trying to, you know, move forward in life and do all these things as well. And I could say maybe the last, this past year, even though I went through a lot of shit, I've done better than I did the previous year before, you know? And this is one of the things that kept me going and stuff like that. So I had to remember, why did you start this in the first place? It was to make sure that the women like me who are struggling with these things can hear us and resonate with us and understand, oh shit, I'm not the only one who's dealing with this. I don't understand self-love either. I don't get this whole shit. I don't know how to do this. So it's just kind of affirming that fact. So I was just like, oh shit, I did this for a reason. And yet I stopped because I was feeling so shitty about everything. And it's been a lot better. I mean, I still can't wake up early. Like, I would love to be like Aaliyah and wake up at 3 a.m. and do whatever, but I'm not. <laughs> I really woke up at like 4 a.m., like no lie. But that's, now that's just part of me, you know? Yeah. I wasn't always like that. If you asked me five years ago, I was sleeping in until 12, 1. And also, getting up early doesn't mean you got a healthy lifestyle. You could be really toxic to yourself trying to accomplish nonsense for yourself and set yourself to some bullshit standard that doesn't make sense right and the outside it looks great wow she wakes up at 4 a.m but on the, <laughs> on the reality of it is you ain't doing anything at that 4 a.m you're still <laughs> talking bad to yourself you're still you know whatever so so yeah it all looks different on everybody and it all depends on what your goal is i think that's important what abby said why why are you doing this constantly remind yourself why I think that's really grounding. I think we could go on forever. Maybe we had to bring Aaliyah in for a part two. <laughs> I think I we found it out until like an hour and a half now, which is okay. You guys will be fine. <laughs> There's some good jokes in there to the end. Oh, um, yeah, so I guess we wrap up. Usually we wrap up with wine drunk, which is like a story that's happened to us, but I don't have anything recently because again, we haven't been outside. So it's not like we got to go anywhere. I guess my wine drunk was the other day when we were all online. Can never have I ever like we've learned very interesting shit about ourselves. We're like, uh, you did what? And everyone's like, no, <laughs> that was fun, and I wouldn't blast them because of it. But you know, Rosie had a good laugh out of that five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's always sweet. Just, just getting to know people like that you love even more. You know. Right. So it was things. So everybody's like, we gotta do this again. I'm saying, yeah, we do. We should do it again because it, it's been it was fun. You know, and have not you- everybody drunk, so it's okay. <laughs> I have, uh, I haven't done this yet, but I have ordered spicy noodles because I am doing the Korean fire noodle challenge with people. I love that challenge. I'm like, I love that. I go ham. Um, I wish I was doing it with you. I also love those noodles. Oh, order. I can, I can send you the link of, uh, what I got. And so basically I'm doing it Try Guys style because if you guys know the Try Guys, guys. they just released a video where they basically ate the noodles, um, on the scope but like the le- where the levels on the scoville, scoville scale increases yeah. um because i know the original challenge i think it's it's really a time thing like how fast you can eat the spiciest noodles um i just i i will die if i do it like that so i'm just eating it pack by pack getting increasingly spicier because everyone who knows me knows i love spicy food yeah. my palate disagrees with me though like my tongue 
goes on fire. It's 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 I turn red. So I love it. My body doesn't. So I'll keep you posted on how that. Um, <laughs> how that goes. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually doing it with two people. Um, but I can send you guys the link for the noodles I bought if you. I love spicy. Don't get me wrong. I can fuck with some real good spicy food. Like I love Indian food because it's spicy. I love so much food because it's spicy. Spicy Mexican food. Hell yeah. Hot sauce gives to me. But I hate things when they're so spicy to the point that I cannot taste the food anymore. That I can't do. It's pointless. <laughs> What's the point of me eating something if I can't? I like that. I like that. I like that. Like, pain. I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling something, you know? I don't know what. I just love that. But Rumor has it, the spicier it is, the more euphoric you feel, so. Yes, that's what it is. That's what I like. You get high from it. I swear to God. <laughs> All right, so then that's it. I guess... Yeah, so this concludes another episode of Wine a Little. Um, I don't know if you want to tell anybody where to find you in case our listeners want to see you get some of your yogi stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You can follow me on Instagram. It's Aaliyah Solomon, A-L-I-A-S-A-L-O-M-O-N. And yeah, you can check me out doing yoga. I also post like on my story different like tips throughout the day to be more mindful and gratitude or also i like to post pictures of my wine glasses or my food so yeah follow me there. <laughs> she also has a youtube video um youtube channel too i don't know how active she is on it but you'll see her post about it as well yeah definitely i everything i'm on all social media is Aaliyah solomon so if you want to look me up i'm there <laughs> right and of course if you want to follow our um instagram it's wine a little pod um on instagram that's all we have right now i hate twitter so i'm trying to see if i start liking twitter so i can get on it and actually post about us but it's hard because again hate twitter but you know it's my personal preference so right now it's just instagram and then our email is wine a little pod at gmail.com thanks for listening thanks for having me guys of i had course. so Thank much you. fun with you guys <laughs> And I Thank hope you. something resonated, if not with somebody listening, with you guys. And yeah, I'm so happy that I did this. Thank the you. Started turning in my head, so we'll see how this, how the next week Girl, is. You have my number. <laughs> Hit my line if you need me. <laughs> bye. Bye. All right. Bye.